Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. I live in a rural area in South Florida, near the Treasure Coast. I worked for a nationwide pest control company that used to have the big bug commercials. I'm a 5 foot 115 pounds woman. I was around agriculture a lot growing up, so dead rodents and bugs never really bothered me. I liked my job and most of my customers. Some were very wealthy and others barely able to pay for a service they really needed help with. The first time I was out in a really bad situation was when I was working for a company for two to three months, so I didn't know the other technician's routes. So I said yes. Little did I know, I would be sent into an area where I was barely able to get in or out of my truck without being approached by men. Since it's a corporation, you can't carry weapons in the truck. One set of the men wouldn't even let me drive off, and thank goodness the owner of the restaurant came out to save me. I had made my office aware that it wasn't safe for me, the only female technician to go into that area. Well, next month, they'll send me back. Luckily, I remembered that spot and didn't go. I refused. About six months later, I had a customer recommend me to go to his brother so I give my business card to the customer. It's all about sales in that field, so I was happy to get one. Well, I never made it there. Upon talking to the customer's brother later that day, around 5 to 6 p.m., mid-conversation of me answering a question, he cuts me off, and he asked what I'm doing and what I'm wearing, when I was literally sitting on the sofa with my husband. I got angry, and I told him this was a business phone call and nothing else, and that I'm a happily married woman and I won't be making a sale for my services for him. Another time, I was approached by a very wealthy customer. This account was a married couple. The wife was very particular, which was fine by me. Just tell me what you want me to do. Well, the wife was out of town during this time of service, and that's when the husband approached me while in his garage, telling me how his wife was out of the state and I'm welcome to use the restroom, which never has been applied to me before. The wife didn't want or need me in the home. I denied him and I said I only use public restrooms only, not customers. To this day, I think he had a camera set up in the bathroom or something worse waiting for me. I also had an account where a crippled old couple and their druggy son lived. Don't take pity on any of these people, because they were wicked to each other and everyone else around them, including me, their pest control technician. They tried to get me fired saying I was drugged out while working, which was false. Once that plan didn't go through, they then let their druggy son talk to me in explicit ways which I made clear I would cancel their services if I heard any more of that talk. 
So the next time around, he decides to tell me about this thing on his leg, a spider bite, which was clearly an abscessed vein, and I told it to him straight. Dude, I'm not dumb. That's an abscess. You're gross and unattractive and still living with your parents. They finally canceled their service after that visit. I've had construction workers that were at a hotel I was servicing walk into a room and then close the door behind them. I let them know they wouldn't be getting anything out of me without going blind or poisoned. I got lucky with that one. That time really spooked me. And the last event that made me look into other careers. Being attacked by a dog that the owner didn't even have control over. This account was an original one that stayed with me since the start. Which isn't all that typical, especially if your route had a convicted pedo who got arrested while working for the company and then a lazy asshole before I got hired. But anyways, this account, I was always told to stay out of the garage. There's a dog. I always heard the dog. Not a nice sounding dog. It heard me walk into the laundry room slash kitchen, which had a door that led to the garage. So never went in, and I always stayed clear of that mean sounding dog. Well, as I was literally leaving, roughly 12 feet from my truck, as when I then felt something tackle me to the ground. It was the owner. Then I was jerked up and being pulled left to right, back and forward. It was like a one and a half minute before I realized what was going on. I sprayed the dog with my backpack pump. Nothing. I then threw it at the dog and ran for the fence. It just barely got my boot and the owner had to punch the dog to get it off my boot. I couldn't believe what had just happened. I know I'm a fighter in the flight or fight moments. I looked at the owner and thanked him, shook his hand, and told him we're good, because I didn't want to make a report to the police. I just couldn't let myself be the reason that the dog had to be put down or something else. The man that owned that dog lived in the home with his elderly mom, and he was her caretaker. Please don't take me as a shallow person, because I did care about my customers. I did my best for them, and I think they knew that. But for the two and a half years that I worked for the company, there were some crazy ass stories for me to look back on. Oh, and I almost forgot. With company vehicles, they only go so fast. My truck speed limit was 70. Not everyone knows company vehicles can go whatever speed. I was driving home, checking my mirrors on a normal basis. Well, I had noticed a truck approaching really fast. So I dropped down to 60 miles per hour so this truck will pass me easily. Once it got close enough, he just rode my bumper for about a half a mile before I dropped down to 58 miles per hour and then so on until I was going 50 miles per hour. Finally, this guy blasts past me, then hit his brake blocking me in behind him, all on a two-lane interstate. He then started yelling all kinds of things to me. All I could say back was how ignorant of a human he was, and just kept at it. I'm honestly surprised a gun wasn't pulled on me. A lot of people have guns in that area. I called my husband crying because it was a such-in-the-moment situation that I didn't remember anything about the truck, tag number, or even the man's description. All I know is it was a red truck, and I am alive. So, I guess that's all that matters.
For some context, my family and I did not have a happy home life. We often would move around every year, if not several times a year. My stepdad had a severe drinking problem, and my mom had varying levels of drug issues. This story takes place after we moved from North Carolina to Winslow, Arizona. I was just about eight or nine years old at the time. I never truly understood why we moved out that way. My mom said it was to visit her stepfather, whom we ended up living with for a few months before leaving due to the violence. We're a family of five, and we eventually moved in and out of motel rooms for the remainder of our time in Arizona. My parents had a rule that we kids, my two brothers and myself, could not spend the day in the motel room. This rule had no exclusions, despite Arizona being over 100 degrees outside most days. We would even have to eat our meals outside and had limited bathroom breaks. My brothers and I would often occupy our time seeing if the soda machines were left unlocked again or just baking in the sun until we were permitted to go to bed. If we were lucky, sometimes another kid would be living in the motel and we would try to get them to play with us. One of the longer staying residents was a girl named Daisy somewhere around my age. She was kind of a brat, but I was grateful for her company. I would often knock on her room door and ask her father if she can come out to play. On the day of the story, my brothers and stepfather were gone for some reason or another. This meant I was left alone outside. I eventually decided to try and get Daisy to come play again and started making my way across the dry empty parking lot to the room she shared with her father. As I was making my way over, I saw the window curtains move suddenly as if someone were watching me approach. I paused and waited just before stepping into the sidewalk right outside of Daisy's room, assuming it was her making her way outside to meet me. Just as I started to second guess what I had witnessed, Daisy's door swung open and no one stepped out. Nervously, I called out Daisy's name. Someone did come out, but not Daisy. There in the doorway and quickly approaching me was a tall, straggly woman with messy and matted blonde hair. Her eyes were blue, which I had only noticed because of how intensely she stared. Her eyes were impossibly wide. Her fast approach scared me, and just as I turned and ran, I felt the woman's tight grip around my waist. I froze, shocked that a stranger would just grab onto me. As our eyes met again, she smiled with a toothy grin and said, I know you. I know who you are. You're a star. I know you. I know your destiny. You are star. You are destiny. I can show you. She would repeat the same phrase, never seeming to blink, as she began pulling me towards the room she came out of. I remember pulling and trying to yank my arm away from her, but her grip was too tight. I began to panic, not knowing how to make her let go. I started to scream at her, hoping to startle her, but she kept pulling me closer to her room. She suddenly tripped and fell, letting me go. I took the opportunity to try and get away from her, but she recovered quicker than I expected, and this time she grabbed onto my ankle. 
Her new hold on me caused me to fall to my stomach. More desperate than ever, I began to scream and flail, trying to cause her to let go of me again, but she just took hold of my other ankle. Realizing I couldn't overpower her, I looked towards my family's room. I was so scared and I couldn't think clearly and just cried for my mother, hoping she'd hear me from inside the motel room. She never did. I just remember calling out to her, begging her to hear me, to help me. I suddenly felt the sidewalk scraping the skin of my stomach, causing me to realize how much further I was dragged from my motel room. I felt such despair and hopelessness. I began to mentally shut down and give up. Out of nowhere, I heard a man's voice yell out behind me. Hey, what are you doing? The woman's grip loosened just then, allowing me to kick her, knocking her back, and finally setting me free. I flipped onto my back and sat up, seeing Daisy's father emerge from the same room the woman came out of. He quickly made his way trying to comfort me and make sure I was okay. I was so confused and I can't even really remember what he said, but he was just begging me not to tell anyone what happened. He then moved away from me, grabbed the woman, and pushed her back into the motel room. I collected myself and ran to my family's room, where my mom was relaxing and just watching TV. I explained to her what happened, and she stormed out of the room to confront them. My memory is extremely fuzzy at this point. I was just terrified from the events. The cops were called by someone, and I remember looking out of the window of my motel room and seeing the woman in the backseat of a cop car now pulling away. For the last time, our eyes met, causing her to frantically ram herself against the window, screaming. Even though I couldn't hear what she said, I know she was trying to tell me again that she knew me. I don't know what her problem was, but she definitely had a few screws loose. I'm 24 male and still a virgin, a fact that severely bothers me in recurring phases. And one of those, a couple of months ago, I boldly decided to finally inquire the services of an escort girl. Prostitution is legal in my country, so I wasn't planning on breaking any law. I got in contact with a pretty blonde Russian girl in her early 20s that I found on a website dedicated to private escort girls and their insertions. We decided to meet a couple of days later. She appeared quite short-spoken, almost blank, but I figured that was just a habit you'd evolve in that line of work. If I had to handle lusting guys on an everyday basis, I'd probably be like that too. I took that particular day off from my pretty stuffed work plan and drove to the nearest big city where we arranged to meet. See, I live in a semi-rural student town where I couldn't really find anyone to my liking. It took me a good two-hour train drive to get to the town, which I really wasn't that familiar with. Strangely enough, she told me that I would only get to her address a couple of hours before the date, for reasons that I couldn't really follow. So here I was in this big city, pretty lost, and almost two hours before my date. I had noticed that my phone battery was almost dead, so I frantically texted my date that I would need the address this minute if she still wanted things to happen. I turned off my phone and restarted it every 10 minutes to check for further messages, yet I didn't get any. 
The coward in me was satisfied. I'd have enough reasons to back up from this insane plan and just drive home. But before I finished that thought, she then messaged me with the address, which luckily wasn't that far off from the main train station. I started to reluctantly walk towards that location, checking my phone with Google Maps for every turn. After about 10 minutes, I arrived at my destination, according to my phone, but I wasn't really sure on where to go from here. There was a turn into some kind of back alley, an apartment, so I figured that I had to go there. To tell you the truth, I was beginning to sweat bullets at this point. I was beginning to slightly shake. I definitely wasn't ready and felt very uncomfortable. I still had 40 minutes before the appointed time, and so I decided to sort of roam the area before I would note my date. I must have looked like a madman, or as if I had just committed a murder. I walked around the area in circles about two times, and then notified the girl. I was being told that I had to get myself a room in a motel that was in that very alley after another left turn, and that she would then go to the respective room after I told her my number. I was relieved. I'm a student. I only had just about the money for the services that she was offering. I surely didn't have the money to pay for some extra rooms. So I was already on my way back, five minutes in texting her that I'm truly sorry for the misunderstanding and that I didn't bring any extra cash for motel rooms. Yet she stopped me dead in my tracks and told me that the room was already calculated in her services. Oh, fuck me. Well, I went back and I made that additional left turn. And there it was some two-story cubicle form motel hidden in the midst of the other buildings surrounding it. It appeared very weird, as if it wouldn't belong here or was just randomly dropped at this place. I reluctantly approached it, even though I was beginning to get annoyed. All I wanted was a friendly person to discreetly help me in this once-in-a-lifetime step, and now it seemed that I had to deal with some rundown whorehouse clerk who would be in the perfect knowledge that I was here because I wanted to pay for sex. The door of the building was open, and there seemed to be some kind of counter. Yet, the building didn't seem like something you would just walk inside like a customer. So, I told my date my doubts, but she insisted. I waited for some time, and then suddenly a man appeared. He guided a minor-looking girl into that building. It was only after the whole incident that I realized the implications of this. I guess I thought she was his family, but she wasn't even in the same ethnic group. I inquired about a room, and his pupils enlarged. He looked scrawny, nervous, and kind of out of it. As you can imagine hearing this, you might recognize these red flags instantly, but given the fact that I was so scared that I felt like a bag of nerves, my guard was severely lowered. Also, I'm a semi-big and muscular guy, so I'm not necessarily used to feeling physically threatened. The reason that I'm a virgin isn't my looks. I'm antisocial. Weirdly enough, he told me that unfortunately, all the rooms were occupied at the moment. I wrote my date just that and was told that I should wait a second. Just five minutes after that, she texted me that she was now in the process of making herself nice for me and that I was supposed to go up to the second story and knock at door two. 
and so I did. I entered the building. The man from before was not there. Nobody seemed to be there. My first impression was that it looked weirdly sterile, bright one-sided color patterns. I hesitantly walked up the stairs that were directly next to the entrance, step by step. It was dead silent. If all the rooms were in fact occupied at that moment, they sure were a silent bunch. I knocked at the door. It took suspiciously long for the person to open the door, but she was telling me that she was still prepping herself up after all. I heard her approaching the door and some kind of noise. Some clicking sound or the sound of something closing. She finally opened the door and to my surprise, there didn't stand the attractive 20-something Russian girl that I texted with, but some ugly, stocky, at least 50-year-old hag with leather-like skin. Before I even comprehended the situation, I had already stepped inside of the room out of reflex, and I noticed the door closing behind me. Fight or flight then kicked in, even though I didn't feel any particular danger coming from that person. She tried to lure me inside of the room with those expressionless eyes, the dead friendliness of a lizard. I must have stuttered like an idiot trying to find a way out. I don't exactly remember what I told her. I was giving her some bullshit excuse on why I needed to leave for a second, again promising that I'd be back ASAP, and I noticed that she was hardly able to comprehend full sentences in the native language, so I just made my best attempt at giving a reassuring hand gesture, then pointing to the door and said five minutes and then immediately left without waiting for her reaction. I practically ran down the stairs, arrived at the first floor, and then out of nowhere, the same scrawny pimp from before, then creeped up on me from behind and asked me if I made any progress in finding my date. Without stopping, I just grabbed the door handle, and I told him that unfortunately, progress has not been made, and then left the building, speed walking out of that godforsaken place. I texted her once again to confirm that I didn't just confuse the room. I didn't. After I confronted her and told her that I wasn't going to get scammed, I expected to get something along the lines of, you have to pay me, or my protectors will do such and such in return. But instead, I got no reply at all. I don't know what I walked into that day. Maybe it wasn't even that insidious. Maybe I was just scammed which is frankly bad enough, but the whole thing gave me the creeps. Friendly piece of advice. If you want to solicit adult services, pay reasonable prices, and don't ever enter any fucking motels. <laughs>